Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, The King James Version is the Word of God. And in this week's message, Pastor DeMichael teaches us about the King James Bible and the importance of not only knowing what we believe, but also why we believe what we do. He expounds on the vital importance of building our faith on the solid foundation of God's Word, and that we can know for sure exactly what God's words are. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this program again, or any other message by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's a certain amount of irony to this confessing sins to the priests when we see the stuff that's coming out about priests. We won't go into that, but... There's a certain amount of irony to this, if you ask me. All right, so we're to confess our faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man uh, availeth much. Um, Revised Standard Version. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects. Okay, uh, NIV, New International Version. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. New American Standard Version, NASV. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Okay, now you know what? The door has been opened now to the Catholic confessional. All right, we're going to look at one more. And Garrett, come on up and give us a new King James. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed, that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Okay, hold hold up right here, Garrett. Trespasses is a specific kind of sin. That goes beyond sin. Sins is generic. But then you get into things like trespasses. And trespasses is like... There are sins of ignorance, like you step over the line and you didn't know. The Bible talks about those. A trespass is there's a line here. It says, do not enter. I read it and I say, eh, tough, I'm doing it anyways. That's sin on steroids, folks. And so people say there's no difference between the New King James and the Old King James. Oh, yes, there is. The New King James opens up the door for the possibility of confession. Now, lest you think I'm overstating it, I'm going to ask Garrett to read from the Douay Reims version of the Bible. The Douay Reims version is a Catholic version of the Bible. What would you guess the Catholic version of the Bible says about this? Go ahead, brother. Confess therefore your sins one to another and pray one for another that you may be saved. You may be saved. For the continual prayer of a just man availeth much. Okay. Do you kind of see what might have been behind there spiritually? And, and, I'm, and I'm not going to blame people. I'm going to say Satan was at work there. This is their proof text, by the way. 
when you talk to them about confession. And if you have a King James Bible and they take you there, it's going to say false. You can explain the difference. If you have any one of these others, including the new King James, it says sins or even trespasses. That is a proof text for the Roman Catholic confessional, which is a gross error. And, uh, and I believe it's kept a lot of my relatives in bondage, and it kept me in bondage uh, before I got saved. All right, one more, and we're done. Turn to 1 John, 1 John chapter 5. Again, we're just giving you a sampling here. There's much more that you could, uh, we could say, and there's much more you could read and study on the subject, but just so you get an idea why we're doing what we're doing. Is there a, a laser? Oh, there is a laser in there. How about that? Okay, so we got the, the first, uh, for Jesus, the firstborn. Uh, Joseph is made to be the father of uh, Jesus in Luke 2.33. The blood is taken out in, in Colossians 1.14. The deity of Christ, God manifest in the flesh, is taken out uh, completely. Now we have uh, faults is changed into sins, opening up the door for the confessional. And the last one here affects the Trinity of the Godhead. And uh, uh, the, again, this is an essential doctrine uh, because it's a description of who God is. First uh, John chapter 5 and verse 7. For our th there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Now watch this next phrase. And these three are what? That is the most definitive statement on the Trinity anywhere in the Word of God. It's called in manuscript evidence the Johannin comma. And there's a certain amount of controversy around it because the translators of the new Bibles uh, created that, that controversy. I've actually given you material on it in the past. I gave you a couple of one-page explanations of it, and we put it in the uh, information center. I'll probably do that again soon uh, just so it's out there since we've brought the subject up again. Okay, so these three are one. Not that they all bear record, which has already been stated. Not that they bear witness, which is going to be stated in eight. But these three are one. That's their essence. And that is what the Trinity is. One God, but three persons in one essence. All right, look at verse eight. And uh, there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. Now, if you've ever talked to any Jehovah Witnesses, they deny the Trinity and they'll say uh, things... Uh, essentially, that uh, well, you know, they 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 they're one in purpose, they're they're one in vision, but they're not one in essence. So let's take a look at what the new Bibles have done with this, and we're going to start out with the uh, the uh, uh, RSV, and uh, to read both of those verses, and and please be reading in your King James Bible as he's reading, and you'll see what happens here. Go ahead. And the Spirit is the witness, because the Spirit is the truth. There are three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree. There's a lot left out, wasn't it? But the main thing, for the sake of our discussion, is, is, is this, the phrase, uh, and these three are one. That was definitely left out, okay? Let's go ahead and have the NIV, New International Version. For there are three that testify the spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. A lot was left out again, but these three are one was certainly left out. Okay, the New American Standard Version, NASV. And it is the spirit who bears witness, because the spirit is the truth. For there are three that bear witness, the spirit and the water and the blood, 
and the three are in agreement. But again, notice they left out these three are one. Folks, that is the most definitive statement on the Trinity found anywhere in the Word of God. Thank you, men. Thank you very much. Thanks for your help. All right, so firstborn left out. Joseph is turned into the father of Jesus, uh, which is a blatant denial of the virgin birth of Christ. The blood is taken out in our redemption. Uh, the most direct reference to Jesus being God is, is removed out of 1 Timothy 3.16. False has changed to sin, opening up the door for the Catholic confessional, and the trinity of the Godhead is taken out of the most definitive scripture anywhere in the Bible on the trinity. Would you say this morning those are important doctrines? They really are. We could have done more. But I just wanted to give you a sampling of that so you understand why we stand where we stand. Now, let me say this to you real, real clearly. If you're sitting here this morning with a different version of the Bible in your lap, we do not have guard dogs sniffing those Bibles out as you leave today, okay? <laughs> you will not be arrested, handcuffed, brought off in a paddy wagon, and your Bible will not be confiscated. I promise you that. Uh, Brother Jim Gunner, wherever he is, are, are you here? There you are. Brother Jim Gunner, first time he came to church here. Years, how many years ago was that, brother? 1985. Okay, so we'd have to do a little math. We'll leave it at that. 1985, a long time ago. Brother Jim came to church, and after he'd been here a couple weeks, he came up to me one day, and he said, uh, he said you know, what, what, what Bible were you packing, brother? NIV, New International Version. We, we used it a number of times today. And he said, uh, he says, you know, I have an NIV Bible. I said, okay. And he goes, is that going to be a problem? I said, no. He says, you mean I can still come to church here? I said, absolutely. He said, what if I decide to keep my NIV? You know, Brother Jim, he's all you got to be a little contrary, right, brother? <laughs> Why not? I said, brother, until you're convinced, you read whatever you want. What are you packing now, brother? Okay. At some point, he decided that was the word of God. I, we are not, nobody's going to get arm bent around here. And like I said, you're not going to be kicked out of church or anything else. But I want you to understand where we're coming from and why we believe these things. We're not doing them just to be different, okay? I, I, look, people think sometimes, you know, well, gosh, you know, you're just, you, you do all these things to be different. What do you, you just want to be a weirdo or something? No, no. There are just certain things that are essential and, and Christendom and the world has gone against those things, and we just got to stand where God has had us stand. Amen? I mean, you know, if the foundations are destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And this is our foundation, folks. And, I, and, and it, as a, a member and a tender here at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, I want you to go home, and I want you to take the final authority with you, and you put it down your coffee table. It doesn't go home to my place in CUNA meaning it's between my ears because I know Greek and Hebrew. You've got it right there, folks. And you got the right one. And uh, there's, there's, there's a reason we stand on this one book, and we just wanted to give you a little bit of a sampling today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of it. Thank you for the blessings of it. And we pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The King James Version is the Word of God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lessons, 
pastor taught about how we can rest assured that the King James Bible is in fact the Word of God. The world is filled with uncertainty and questions about God and where we fit, but God provides us clear and certain answers in the Bible, a Bible that we can hold in our hands and open anytime. If you are listening today and are unsure of your eternal destiny, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church or visit our website at tvbc.org and we will gladly help in any way that we can. As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org for more information. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come and join us for our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. And of course, all the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 p.m., which has the Master Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.